Since the Sandbox fans, we're here, we're back, and we are recapping our before-the-season division predictions compared to how the season actually ended. There were a lot of these that I was completely accurate about, and there were some teams that I was way off about. We're going to start with the AFC. Breaking down the first division is the AFC North. My predictions went as such. Cleveland in last at 9-8. and Steel was in third, also at 9-8. and the Bengals at 10 and 7, and the Baltimore Ravens at 11 and 6. So we know that this division kind of went in a very similar standing. The Cleveland Browns finished 7 and 10 at last, so where I predicted. Pittsburgh finished 9 and 8, that was accurate. Baltimore finished 10 and 7, and Cincinnati finished 12 and 4, and we all know the scenario with them missing one game. So we don't know, you know, whether that could have been 13 wins or maybe it could have just been 5 losses. This division definitely made some noise, and that's the AFC South. The predictions definitely did not go as assumed, with the exception of the Texans. Everybody and their mother projected the Texans to be the last place team in almost the entire NFL. Forget about the AFC South. I had the Texans winning four games, and I guess that that was a little too generous. I had Jacksonville being 5-12. I had the Colts going 7-10, and they were a huge disappointment, even worse than that 7-10 record. And the Titans at 9-8. Tennessee could have borderline been a playoff team, but, you know, Jacksonville was just a really strong team this year, leading the AFC South at 9-8. and Tennessee came in second, just falling short of that. The Colts in third at 4-12-1, and and Houston finishing 3-13-1. The AFC East was the division I was most accurate about. All four of my teams were in the exact same standing, and for every single team, I was only off one game projection. I projected the Jets to go 6-11 the Pats to go 7-10, and 10, Miami to go 8-8, eight and eight, and Buffalo to go 12-5. and five. The way the division actually worked out was the Jets had one more win, they went 7-10, and 10. New England had one more win, they went 8-9, and nine. Miami had one more win, they went 9-8, and eight, and Buffalo went 13-3 and three with the same scenario as Cincinnati. This was my most accurate division. Now let's go to the AFC West. This division in my preseason power rankings, actually had all four teams within my top 10. Boy, was I way off. My projection for the AFC West was Vegas to go 9-8, Denver to go 10-7, the Chargers to go 11-6, and and Kansas City on top at 12-5. The way everything actually worked out, we know how much of a catastrophe the Denver Broncos were. The Broncos went 5-12, and Broncos country is no longer riding. Las Vegas finished 6-11, and and although they had two of the best offensive players in Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, they still fell well short of expectations, and Derek Carr is most likely out of that quarterback room. Josh McDaniels is coming in. I'm not sure that he's the best guy to really lead that locker room, if you want me to be honest, but if you're someone that's speculating about Brady, that's the number one speculation. The Chargers finished 10-7, and and the Kansas City Chiefs finished 14-3. and Now we're going to move to the NFC. Starting off with the NFC North, this was a, a division where one of my teams that I projected to be one of the best in the NFL really, really kind of came full circle this year. The singular team that I was right and actually predicted their record accurately, the Chicago Bears. Before the season, I predicted the Chicago Bears to finish 3-14 and as one of the worst teams in the NFL. And here, you know, I can actually say that the Chicago Bears were 3-14 and will get the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. I projected the Detroit Lions to only have five wins this year, going 5-12. and Now, this was a step 
ahead. You know, the Lions didn't have too many wins last year, but I mean, the Lions really surpassed those expectations going 9-8 and eight and finishing the season Week 18 with a win in Green Bay, knocking out the Packers from playoff contention. I had Minnesota going 6-13, and 13, and this was the team that I was most wrong about. I was wrong about Minnesota by a margin of 7 games total. Green Bay was one of my worst predictions. I had Green Bay going 14-3 and three on the year, and Green Bay only finished 8-9 and nine on the season. Aaron Rodgers' career is in limbo once again. Green Bay's left asking the same questions, and it's just kind of becoming really repetitive in Green Bay and for Aaron Rodgers' career. The Minnesota Vikings finishing on top of the NFC North is one of the biggest surprises for me personally. But I also think that Minnesota is one of the biggest flukes from the 2022 NFL season. Kirk Cousins at quarterback, a rookie head coach, and a bunch of veterans on that defensive side of the ball that really put it together. And yeah, Justin Jefferson's one of the best playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Dalvin Cook has been a consistent running back in that backfield for over five years now. But I just don't see Minnesota being, you know, a a repeat NFC North champion and winning 13 games again next year. Coming over to the NFC South, this division is really hard to talk about. Tampa Bay was another team that I just really wasn't right about, and I'm sure that there were a lot of people out there that got fooled by the Bucs. I predicted Carolina to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, finishing 3-14, and and even though they went through a lot of adversity this year, they became, you know, a pretty solid team that pulled some upsets off towards the end of the season. I predicted Atlanta to go 5-12, and and this was somewhat close to their final record, but there were a lot of questions in Atlanta at quarterback, on the offense without Calvin Ridley, and some playmakers on defense besides A.J. Terrell. I predicted New Orleans would be 6-11, and but at that 6-11 and record, I honestly thought that they were a team that was going to put up a little bit more than they actually did this year. I projected Tampa Bay to have 13 wins in the season, and boy was I wrong. The way everything actually worked out, Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta all tied at 7-8 and eight for the bottom of that division, with Tampa Bay finishing one game above them at 8-9. and nine. This division was truthfully up for grabs, and next year can be anybody's division. Coming over to the NFC East, my division, this was a huge surprise as one of the best divisions in the entire NFL. I projected my Giants to be one of the teams at the bottom of that division, and sitting here in January seeing them makes the playoffs is a huge surprise. I had Washington finish 5-12, and the Giants 7-10, and Philly 10-7, and and Dallas 11-6. and Now, out of all of those, Dallas was my most accurate, you know, only being one game off. Washington going 8-8-1, eight, eight and one, the Giants 9-7-1, and one, Dallas 12-5, and five, and Philly 14-3 and three, is one of the most competitive divisions that we had in the NFL this year. The NFC West was the division that I was the most wrong about. In this division, I projected three double-digit winners. Arizona, the Rams, and the 49ers. We all know how that went. I projected Seattle to finish 7-10, Arizona 11-6, way off. The Rams 12-5, and and San Fran at 13-4. and And San Francisco was the team that I was most accurate about. San Francisco actually finished 13-4, and but what a crazy roller coaster ride it was for the 49ers. You know, you started with Trey Lance, and I was on the Trey Lance train. Then you went to Jimmy G. And then, you know, Christian McCaffrey came in. Wow, they were going to the Super Bowl. Debo gets hurt. Brock Purdy comes in. This team really toughed together a lot of wins. So San Francisco was probably my most impressive team on this list. Arizona actually finishing 4-13 and had a lot to do with the injury to Kyla Murray. Who knows what's going to happen in Arizona with Cliff 
Kingsbury just being canned. He will definitely get another head coaching position or an offensive coordinating job, but it's going to be interesting to see what Kyler Murray looks like coming off of a torn ACL. The Rams finished with the complete opposite record at 5-12 compared to 12-5 before the season in arguably the worst Super Bowl hangover of all time. Seattle pulled off a 9-8 record and actually was able to sneak in the playoffs, so this was very surprising, and we'll see what they're going to do with that 7 seed. Geno Smith really impressed, and you know Seattle was a team that I thought was going to be among the worst in the NFL, but that Russell Wilson trade really worked out in their favor. On top of the division, the San Francisco 49ers, who were my sleeper Super Bowl pick out of the NFC. To finish off this episode, my next year newbie is going to be the Denver Broncos. Now hear me out. For next year newbie, I wanted to pick a team that did absolutely awful, absolutely horrendous, but I think can actually make a quick turnaround. The reason why I say Denver is because they got rid of their first year head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. That could have been a mistake as a hire, but Nathaniel Hackett was a pretty bright, you know, offensive mindset in Green Bay. Denver has pieces on the offense with Javante Williams, Sutton, and Judy, and I'm sure that they'll continue to invest in the offensive side of the ball. They have the defense. Justin Simmons is a great playmaker holding that that unit together, and I think that they're only going to get better. The expectations are going to be really low next year, which is why I think they're going to be my next year newbie. Since we are recapping before the season predictions, I must also say that Nick Bosa was my projected sack leader at 17.5 and my defensive player of the year. We'll just have to see when the NFL honors comes out in February if that holds true. To reflect on my best offensive unit, there was no doubt in my mind that Kansas City was going to piece that together. The best quarterback in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes, along with arguably one of the best coaches in the NFL in Andy Reid, piecing together, you know, one of the most creative offenses of all time. And, you know, there was a lot of plug and play here. I mean, Juju Smith is no Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek still had success, but Kansas City wasn't supposed to be this successful. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a failed project. Pachanko and McKinnon came on. That ended up being huge for that team, but outside of Juju and Kelsey and those running backs, that offense was relying on Noah Gray and Mecole Hardman for maybe six, seven games to make some plays. MVS was a failed experiment, and I expect them to heavily invest in the wide receiver market next year. Since it's Handbox fans, this is my NFL recap from my before-the-season predictions and division breakdown. Make sure you guys stay tuned to all the Since the Sandbox content coming to you guys on social media, on YouTube, and our next episode, our positional rankings going top 10 at every single position in the NFL. We're starting with the safeties. Peace out, five stars.